of Ten Weekly. Welcome on this 7th of January on a Tuesday, and right now we have Sun Ten on the line. Sun, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great, and uh, let me tell you, what a week and a football we've just had. A lot of nail-biting finishes. Let's go ahead and touch on the uh, most recent uh, football game, the BCS championship game where Florida beat Auburn in a uh, nail-biter. Five scores in the last five minutes of the game, I think it was. And how did you like that game? Uh, yeah, I think it was Florida State. But, yeah, I, same thing, same thing. Uh, I think the game was really fun to watch. thought it was going to head towards a blowout. You're watching mostly this first half. I think the halftime score was – well, not halftime score, but the score – at one point, it was 23 to 21 to 3, and it seemed like Auburn was able to do anything on offense that they wanted to, and you know they would pull off the upset. But you know, James Winston and his crew came back. Uh, uh, he was able to get all the distractions out of his head, <laughs> and uh, you know, perform on the on the final drive. But I thought the game would end in an interception or a turnover, but I guess it I was proven wrong. But yeah, overall, yeah. it was a very entertaining game to watch. It was a it was a surprising game. Normally, these BCS games are uh, terrible. They're blowouts, and the SEC wins this first year. The SEC has uh, not won a national championship since 2005's Texas team. So we're all thankful for that. It was a it was a great game. Um, Jameis Winston prevailed. Uh, apparently, some people thought he couldn't speak English. <laughs> But I I thought I understood him fairly well, fairly well. Yeah, are you referring to the post game interview? Yeah, I, I understood him. I guess there were some people who, or maybe not, uh, have had as much clarity while he was speaking, or maybe uh, poor attempts at humor. But yeah, I thought that was. I'm, but then again, I've been listening to athletes talk for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameis Winston is at the worst. I. I think probably the worst uh, on TV so far is Dennis Rodman. Uh, now, he, he barely made any sense. He didn't even make any sense. So, you know, I didn't think he was that bad. But, uh, you know, it's always fun to uh, to joke about that stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of athletes talk, a lot of Latin ball players who – baseball players who have not – whose uh, who's English is their second language. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm used to athletes athlete, – uh, you know, pretty much you pretty much know what they're going to say usually anyway. So it's mostly context. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, it's just all for fun. Uh, great job by him. Uh, you know, thank uh, thank goodness he was able to overcome all his distractions. Um, though uh, ESPN failed to mention what his distractions were during the game, but you know that's okay. I'm sure uh, the average fan knows what's been going on with uh, Jameson's life in the past couple of months. Now, do you think that was the right thing to do, to talk about it or to not talk about his uh, uh, sexual assault accusation? Uh, well, are you saying they didn't talk about it? They did not. Okay, well, no, I think it would be at least a talking point. Um, I think it would have been a talking point if the game were a blowout and Florida State were losing badly, but I guess uh, maybe in the excitement it was – I don't want to say push to the side, but 
somehow not addressed for whatever reason. So, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it not being addressed for whatever reason, uh, only because it is a sporting event. But if it did, or if they, they, they did touch upon it, I mean, I, I would have been fine with that as well. So I'm not trying to say I'm indifferent, but I'm saying I understand both sides of the of the argument, or, or sorry, the issue. It's not really a, a talking point during the game, uh, especially if it's an exciting game, but it is something to, uh, it is something to think about. Um, if you're just a, a fan, uh, who follows sports closely, but for the casual fan, I don't know if that's something they really need to talk about, uh, during these big games. But anyways, it was a great game. Uh, are you sad that the BCS era is over? I sad? Uh, no, I'm not sad. I think next year it'll be the same set of problems, only not as significant because, you know, with the BCS, there's going to be two teams in a championship game, but which two? So the fifth, sixth, or seventh team who may not make it to the playoff or, you know, there's always going to be argument against them making it into, but this does settle some arguments uh, in the playoff with the playoff system with uh, if there's a third team that belonged in the championship game and I'm fine with oh what, what, well what about fifth team I'm fine with maybe fifth team first team there might be too big of a margin to overcome so I'm, I'm fine with a 14 playoff and it's gonna be still I think it's still gonna be pretty similar uh, to the BCS yeah you're gonna have that issue but. I think it's going to be a more exciting playoff round. I don't think it's going to bother any of the bowl games because nobody actually cares about any of the bowl games, I don't think, other than the schools that uh, are going to them. But I think, uh, you know, it's the end of an era. The end, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest college football fan, uh, but I do know college football fans who are pretty angry at the BCS and who are really upset about the past. Uh, transgressions uh, or mistakes that BCS did, especially the Alabama-LSU uh, title game. So for the people who really do care about crowning the true champion of college football, it's a win for them. And it's also a win for the casual fan because it means more college football. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing I will say is college football is a business. I mean... <laughs> Anyway, they can make more money, I think they'll do it. And with the playoff system, I think they'll be able to get more capital, or not capital, but more revenue. So uh, I, I can I see an 8-18 eight, playoff? Sure, why not? College football is greedy. So, I mean, they don't, even, they, they, they don't really pay their labor. So I think they'll, I think they're fine with exploiting these people for more, more revenue and more games. Oh, you know, that's a whole issue in and of itself, the, uh, you know, <laughs> the idea of the NCAA profiteering off these athletes who are, um, who are barely students. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I would say most of them are students. I'd say, I would say the star players are barely students. <laughs> uh, okay, that's true. It's true. Um, yeah, you know, so it's, it's just such a messy situation. I mean, there's 125, um, Division one teams, it's it's incredible uh, to regulate every single situation and 
And, uh, you know, it's incredible how much money a conference like the SEC will make in this compared to the Mountain West or somebody like that, where they're barely making money or they're probably losing money going to these bowl games. So, you know, it's, it's a crazy situation. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just, if you're just not a passionate fan, you, you don't want to spend your time thinking about or devoting yourself to these, uh, these ideas. <laughs> that would just make your brain hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think we're coming too far down the college football rabbit rabbit hole right now. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's switch gears into a sport that uh, that that is just as ruthless and greedy as players. Uh, the National Football League. Uh, and what a great weekend of. Uh, Playoff games, three of the games coming down to the last second. And um, just an entertaining week all around. Uh, possibly one of the greatest football comebacks of all time. Let's start there with the Chiefs versus the Colts. Now, at what point did you think the Chiefs were going to lose this game? Uh, when they were down, the Colts cut the lead from 28 to 14. And at that point, I pretty much thought the Colts would win the game. <laughs> yeah, I think at the point, you know, normally for these playoff games, if it's a blowout, I'll turn it off and do something else. So I, I saw it 38 to 10, and I and I was about to change the channel, and I realized, you know what, I think the Colts are coming back. And I wasn't sure until. They were only down 14 in the third quarter, and I said, this game is over. The Colts might win by two touchdowns at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But it's just a heartbreaking loss for the Chiefs. Um, you know, uh, reading over the weekend, a column by, uh, Randy Jaziri, I think his name is, on Bretman.com, uh, going through the years of playoff heartbreak by the Chiefs, and, you know, this, this must be the worst playoff loss for a Kansas City Chiefs fan. What do you think? Uh, I'm not too familiar with Kansas City Chiefs playoff losses, but I, for one, uh, didn't think it was a bad playoff loss because I never really thought that the Chiefs had this game clinched at any point. Uh, I know they had a 28-point lead, but at the same time, their, school, one, their, their lead was too early in the game still like in the early third quarter. And the Chiefs' drives were way too fast. They could not burn any clock in any of their drives. So wonder oh, there's still a lot of time left, and they they weren't able to sustain any kind of I – w- I wouldn't say long drives. They wouldn't even save any uh, – have any five-minute drives even. So there is a lot of possessions left in the game still for Andrew Luck. So I, I never really felt like the Chiefs had this game clinched at all. So I wasn't really shocked at the result. I, at, at no point, even when there were down 20 points, that I think the Colts are out of it. So I don't know. I, I, for me, it, it, but maybe it's different if I'm, if I'm a Chiefs fan, but as a, as a viewer, I didn't think there, I didn't think there was much heartbreak because I, I never felt there was anything, uh, for them to, as there's no clinching feeling, I guess nothing can be taken away. Uh, you know, I mean, at one point the win probability was one percent for the Colts. Right? So you're saying that 
at no point you're like, oh, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> you're like, ah, still 50-50. No, I didn't say that. I, I, no, I, I'm saying that at no point that I think the Colts are out of it. So, yeah, okay, you say 1%. I think I would say their win probability would have been still 25% because because of the reasons I just said. Plus, Andrew Luck is just, he's just unstoppable. The way he was moving the ball, he's unstoppable. Uh, he's played an amazing game, especially that lucky fumble uh, from Don Brown. That's right, the luck, and he just go for the end zone. Yeah, this guy's just a machine. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll get to next week's matchup later, but uh, what a game. Um, and right after that, you had the Saints versus the Eagles. And that actually came down to his last-second field goal. Uh, went for the Saints. Uh, apparently, Drew Brees and the Saints can win in the cold on on the road. Uh, did you think they put too much stock into the whole weather thing? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be as good as they're in the dome, but they still can win games on the road. I mean, they're not going to go. They're not. They're above 500 teams, so obviously, if they win every game, they still got to win a few games on the road. Uh, so, and it was, I think it was a lot warmer than people expected in Philadelphia. Um, so, and you know, the thing at the end, they had like, I don't remember the time, about three to four minutes left in the game. They just, I, I was, I was so confident they would just run out the clock and kick a field goal because I don't think there's any other team that's, that are so good at doing that. Just like the masters of taking these long drives at the end of the game to kill time, then kicking a field goal at the very end. They're just so good at that clock management in the games. So, yeah. 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 They keep it close, so they want a field goal. I mean, that's what playoff teams have to do to advance. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely a great game as well. The Saints pounding the ground, uh, running for over 200 yards, I think. They really took it to the Eagles. And in this case, um, I think you're right. Drew Brees is one best players. Uh, at managing the four-minute drill, and yeah, it, it was a it was a win. I think I think everyone pretty much expected the Saints to win. Uh, did we expect it to be this close? Uh, yeah, I can't. No, actually, no, no, I did not think it was going to be this close. But uh, you know, it's a great show by the Eagles. Um, luckily enough, they were able to make the playoffs, and that's a great season for them already and let's go ahead and move on to Sunday's games we have the Chargers versus the Bengals with the Chargers upsetting the Bengals in a blowout um, you know so many questions for the Bengals uh, but let's start with the Chargers now are they the nobody believes in us team yeah I think they're the nobody believes that team <laughs> I didn't believe in them uh, but then again, who knows with these hot teams and sometimes they had all these weird roles where you just win a lot of games and kind of a, yeah, kind of like what Tebow did <laughs> that one year. So <laughs> yeah, I guess they're I guess they're that team this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Bill Rivers, the Chargers running the ball for nearly 200 yards against this vaulted Bengal defense. Now, you know, even though the defense failed them. A lot of the blame is going to go to Andy Dalton, 
and Marvin Lewis. Now, do you think Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton um, have a chance at being on the team? Well, of course, they'll still be on the team, but do you think Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis are going to be the ones to get them that first playoff win in the future? I guess they, I mean, anything's possible, but uh, I'm pretty much done with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. <laughs> Time for a change, I think, but they're, they're just good enough to keep their jobs, but not good enough to win the Super Bowl, probably. Yeah, it was, it was really strange. Um, you know, Andy Dalton played very poorly. He also played very poorly in the previous two playoff games, and I don't know if he's going to gain his confidence back. Seeing him in that press conference, uh, emotionless, just, uh, just, it looked like a man beaten. And that's, and I think that's going to resonate with him for a long, long time. Just, just a man being. And uh, on the other hand, you have a, a fired-up Phil Rivers wearing a bolo tie, which uh, which just makes him even look more crazy. <laughs> you know, a lot has been said about his bolo tie, but why not? This guy is this guy's kind of kind of from out back, <laughs> from the backwoods. This guy, this guy is a serious backwoods boy. This guy's nuts. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see how he does next week against the um, Denver Broncos. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Frozen Tundra. Uh, the Niners eke out another win against the Packers. That's four in a row. Uh, what do you think of that game, son? Oh, a very exciting game. Uh... I'll be honest. I was a little kind of I was kind of nervous at the end of the fourth quarter. I didn't think they would be able to pull off a game tying drive or a game winning drive at the end when the score was tied, but they did. Um, I'm lucky. I think uh, the one dropped interception on that drive on that out pattern, uh, but you know they pulled it out, and it doesn't matter what happened. To, I guess I think they get the win. I guess. Yeah, just move on, and hopefully you can win the next game. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an exciting game. Uh, what do you think of Kaepernick's play? Uh, did you think that's what the doctor ordered, uh, more running? Or do you think that's just something fluky that he just did? Uh, no, I think it's something that he just did. But I do think they need to – I think he needs to run more. I think that he's very dangerous in the open field. I mean, can you think of another quarterback that has so many long 20-plus yard runs? I mean, just he just runs his strides are so long. He just eats up yards when he runs. Yeah, it's incredible to see him. Like a lot of a lot of the defensive backs are taking terrible angles at these really long runs, and he's, and I guess it's just because they underestimate his speed. You know, they, you know, he looks like he's slow, but it's these long strides that are just you know making him uh, a lot uh, slower making him faster than he really looks. So, you know, I, I always worry that he's going to drop the football, run the football with one hand on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think the same thing, too. I also think the same thing when he does his pump fake. Oh, yeah. Like on, that, on that third and eight, where he pump, pump fake the ball and then ran for the first down. I mean, I cannot believe the ball stayed in his hands in that cold weather. And then oh, when yeah. he was running down the field, he still had it in one hand like he was about to throw it. 
<laughs> yeah, just I'm just like, oh, he's going to drop this ball. Uh, but it was a great win by the Niners. Um, the defense played well. They were able to stand a cold. Uh, Michael Crabtree came alive and had a big, big game. Considered the greatest catcher of all time by Jim Harbaugh. I think uh, his hubris will get him in trouble next week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh just looked really too excited to win a wild card game. What do you think? Uh, you might think that, but I think he is excited no matter in, in regular season games. He's like that too. I think it's just a really intense coach, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I think I think Harbaugh has a tendency to over exaggerate or to you know to benefit his players. I mean, one remember the year he had the Pro Bowl quarterbacks were Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Alex Smith. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't feel that way a few months later. <laughs> uh, like a year later, yeah, he was benching him, but I think that he just has a, I think he overvalues his players and, and tries to pump him up a lot, so. Uh, you know, one reason I also think actually is that I think he, I think he's trying to work the rest a little bit. Like if he, if perhaps he drops a pass and he's like, there's contact, if there was probably illegal contact, because Perhaps the greatest, who has the greatest hands of all time, wouldn't just drop a ball, you know. Maybe try to get that oh, yeah. in mind. Uh, gamesmanship, you know. You, you always, this guy's always three steps ahead. So, yeah, that's uh, what I think. <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, move on. Then uh, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at the Saturday games. Let's go ahead and move on and let's take a look at the early. Saturday game. It is the Saints at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by seven and a half. What do you think is going to happen that game? I really want to pick the Saints to win this game because I think I, I want the 49ers to play them if the 49ers advance, but uh, I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. I think they're, too, they're, they're just too good at home. And the Saints, you know, I don't know. They might have a defense to stop them, but. The Seahawks, oh gosh, they're just they're just such a good team. I can't imagine them losing this game. Well, I, I can, yeah. but I, it's hard for me to think of a reason why they they would lose this game. You know, the Seahawks did lose a game at home a couple of weeks ago to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. So they can be beaten at the uh, what what do they call it now? The uh, ecosystem stadium. I don't remember what they call it. Oh, it's not Quest Field anymore? I don't remember. <laughs> Either way, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, so they can be beaten. Um, and if you remember back uh, six weeks ago, the Saints got thumped on Monday night by the Seahawks. But if you remember in 2010, the Jets got thumped by the Patriots and ended up blowing out the Patriots in a divisional round playoff game. So, you know, we could throw out that uh, information yeah. there. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Oh, I think the Seahawks roll. Oh, yeah. I, I also think the Seahawks are ready. Um, the Saints barely beat the, uh, the Eagles, and they barely made the playoffs, and the Eagles had a terrible defense. And then we move on to the Seahawks, who have 
the uh, arguably the best defense in the league and definitely the best home field advantage in the league and a top five quarterback, top ten quarterback in the league. It's definitely top six. I think the Seahawks win in a close one in this one. Uh, we'll see what happens. For your sake, the Saints <laughs> destroy the Seahawks and then uh, become overconfident. Uh, if the Niners advance, I'll play them with a chance, uh, candlestick. Oh, the Saints play on the candlestick? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, alright, let's go ahead and move on. Next is the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. The line is New England by seven and a half. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think Colts have a good chance of winning this game. Wait, did, did they play earlier this year? Uh, they did not play earlier this year. They did play two years ago. Uh, the Patriots won by 50 points, I think. They won like 59 to 20 something. Uh, but now that you hear that, Colts won like 0 and 14, right? Uh, no, that was, uh, Andrew Luck's first year. Well, that was in last year then. Oh yeah, last year. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually think the Colts, oh gosh, I really think they could win this game. I think they're a really good team. Um, I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a good enough team. Certainly a good enough team to beat the Patriots. Uh, now I'm going to go with the Colts in this game, only because I think just Andrew Luck, he's just, he's just too good. Just too good. Yeah, Andrew Luck is, is a beast, even though he had a, even though he had three interceptions that game, he carved up the Chiefs defense and the Patriots don't have a defense as good as the Chiefs. Um, they have as just as many injuries as the Chiefs do. Uh, missing Vincent Belfort and O.J. Mayo. Uh, not O.J. Mayo. Um, Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think the Colts um, have a lot of firepower to uh, attack the Patriots defense, but. I do think the Patriots do have the offense to keep up the Colts, and they do have Belichick to slow down Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think the Patriots win this one in a close one. I mean, I think the Colts win in a close one, too. You know, it's also going to be freezing temperatures. I'm not quite sure how uh, the Colts can handle freezing temperatures in New England on Saturday night. And no, nothing, nothing will affect Andrew Luck. And <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Luck's a tough guy. I think, you know, whatever happens to the Patriots this year, I don't think it's just their year this year. They just have had too many injuries. Their talent level isn't very good. Their leading receiver is Julian Edelman, a converted college quarterback. Uh, he was also the, the nickel quarterback for the year the Patriots made the Super Bowl in 2011. So, you know, this guy was a quarterback <laughs> two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so, but in, I don't know if the Patriots has the talent level to handle, handle winning a Super Bowl. Well, um, the, well, the Patriots have won with the lesser wide receivers. Uh, I hope that's true. Uh, but the big news this week is the, the Colts just signed Dion Branch 
to divulge information about the Patriots. Um, the question is, is that the Dion Branch should give a false information. Is Belichick that smart? Yeah, I, I wonder this too about not with the Dion Branch, but like when teams do this. I mean, it's for it's an obvious ploy to you know gain information, but. How how often are these? How this? I guess how disloyal are these players that they will just tell everything about? <laughs> you know, the other, their their former teams. I mean, I'm trying to think about taking that situation. Would I do it? I don't know. Like if they're paying you and you want them to keep paying you, so uh, you might just do it. But at the same time, uh, I mean, how far removed is he from the Patriots? I mean, <laughs> a lot of things could have changed by then. <laughs> Well, you know, he was on the team last year. Well, I mean, think about it at your job. If, uh, you know, if a different bank hired you, would you divulge all the information of how the business, how they ran their business? Yeah, I would, but I think sports is a different animal. All the other people get mad if you don't try your hardest 100% of the time. If I don't try hard, I don't give 100% every one day a week, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I I think Billich, I think in normal situations, uh, a player would divulge 100% of his knowledge to help his current employer. But in this case, I think Dion Branch was sent there by uh, Bill Belichick as a double agent to, <laughs> <laughs> to give him false information. Oh, then maybe uh, give Belichick information about the Colts. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, uh, he's gonna relay it back. I mean, I want to put a past these uh, Belichick run uh, Patriots. They're they're that sneaky. Yeah, he's too smart. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing something. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's take a look at the Chargers versus the Broncos. And in this game, the Broncos are favored by ten. Uh, what do you oh, think wow. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Really? Yeah, why not? I mean, the, Char- the Chargers have given Peyton Manning a lot of trouble in the playoffs. I mean, they lost the game where Phil Rivers tore an ACL and Billy Bullock had to come in and make significant plays for them to win the game, and it happened. Billy Bullock. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean that's I mean that might have that might have any relation to this game, but I'm just saying that the Chargers in the past have uh I mean they might have a number. I mean I think he threw once through five interceptions against the Chargers. And uh, Adam Vinatieri Yeah, Adam Vinatieri missed like a 20-yard field goal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh I don't want to talk about it anymore. I I, I can see the Chargers winning this game and they they probably will. Uh, because the whole cold weather thing, which I think is a real thing with Peyton Manning. I mean, sure, he's going to have success, but I also think more often than not, he's not going to. And he has a, what, 9-12 and 12 playoff record? I mean, if you took away his regular season accomplishments, so I don't I don't know why you would – I don't know why you wouldn't think this game would be closer. Yeah, you know, it's so strange. Peyton Manning, uh, you know, for all the wins he has in a regular season, he is a, a very average playoff quarterback. Um and, you know, you could talk about sample size, but I think 20 games is a really good sample size. So, I, you know, oh, I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea why he uh, doesn't play as well. I think the other teams 
played twice as hard against Peyton Manning in the playoffs. And in this case, I don't think the Chargers can beat the Broncos, even though the Broncos are missing their best defensive player, Vaughn Miller. The Broncos still have the uh, offense that scored over 600 points breaking a record, uh, a quarterback who threw 55 touchdown passes in a single season. And uh, Chargers uh, apparently have one of the worst defenses in the league, um, though have been steadily improving the past three or four weeks. So, yeah. And uh, you, know, you throw in the fact that the Chargers did beat the Broncos a few weeks ago. But I think the Broncos have learned their lesson. They're a little bit more cautious. I think they'll be able to win this one in a close one. Uh, Peyton Manning will have an ugly, ugly game. But, um, you know, I'm not sure what the narrative is going to be. He could win. You know, he's a winner, <laughs> even in a bad <laughs> performance. So I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, well, you might be right, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, it's going to we'll be really cold. Uh, it's going to be really cold, and it's going to not be many. not going to like it. He's going to be wearing gloves. Yeah, he has to wear that glove because he can't feel his fingers. <laughs> yeah, and he's an old man, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully the Broncos will lose so the Patriots can play the Chargers and Patriots do have the Chargers number past you know, 10 seasons. So <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on to the 49ers at the Panthers. And in this game, the Niners are favored by one. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think the 49ers will win this game. Uh, I would have jinxed them because I picked them last week. But yeah, I think the 49ers will win this game. I think that's a 49ers are a really good team. I think that Crabtree, I, I didn't know Crabtree would make this much of a difference, but uh, obviously he does. I mean, Kaepernick really loves this guy, and for whatever reason, he loves throwing the ball to him. Always looking for, you know, maybe to a veteran, but I think Crabtree's also opened up the running lane for Kaepernick, so I think uh, their offense has gotten a lot better. Alden Smith has gotten maybe to shape after spending him. I'm watching rehab, uh, you know, sitting around doing nothing. Watching reality TV or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Fortnite's have a, a good chance of winning this game, even though it's in Carolina or Charlotte, wherever they play. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, you know, I the Panthers did beat the Niners a couple months ago. The in a really close slugfest. Uh, they dominated the line, um, sacking Kaepernick, I think, five times, uh, having make Kaepernick play one of his worst games. They have a couple of uh, heat-sinking missiles on the linebackers with Davis and Knockley. So it's going to be a real big slugfest. And two very similarly built teams. Um, they both got a running quarterback. They got, got a bunch of uh, odd running backs. And they got just monster defenses. So uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, you know, my gut's telling me that the Panthers are going to win this game. Uh, you know, anytime you're a two seed, 
and you're not favored at home against a team you already beat, I think these Panthers are going to be very angry. <laughs> be a little extra uh, motivated. Yeah, I think you might be right, kind of like when Peyton Manning was favored in New England after even though New England had already beat him that year. I think that was the year Peyton Manning threw 49 touchdown passes. But anyway, uh, the Colts got destroyed that year. But anyway, yeah, it's similar. I can see that. Yeah, I can see, I can see the Panthers just winning out of sheer anger. Oh, they will be extra motivated. You know, you think you think these football players would just be motivated by playing the game to win a Super Bowl, but, you know, I think they're more motivated about proving something to somebody, especially people that they don't know, like the media or people who talk in, just in general, like, or Vegas. I think they're more motivated by that than anything. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, they, they say it doesn't motivate them more. Anybody who needs more, who needs these things to motivate them anymore, you know, has a problem. But I, I really do think it motivates them. I think they just get like, oh yeah, I really got to get these guys now. Oh, I, I bet they're talking about it right now. They're just staring at this line. <laughs> yeah, it's minus one. Yeah, I think the uh, Riverboat Run is just writing this number all over the locker room. I think it's funny. I think I don't know why they keep these point spreads. I think they make them public like this. Or, I mean, use them as motivation. <laughs> the gambling lines. I mean, the gambling lines aren't really like who they think is a better team. The gambling lines are made for what will make people bet more. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a money making uh, number. But uh, you know these. You know, I you know I don't even know who picks these lines. It's like these uh you know Vegas gangsters smoking in the back room or something. They're putting all these numbers out there. I think you have a probably a misunderstanding what it's like right now, but I mean it's probably a relic of an old older time. But uh, yeah, I I think it's more scientific. But you know, any any author will tell you that's the reason. Like they make lines, not necessarily for. Who do you think it's a better team? But what will have more people bet on either side to make more money? I guess. Oh well, so, yeah. Don't tell, don't tell the Panthers that. You know, they'll lose their motivation. No, oh, I wouldn't tell them that if I was uh, Ron Rivera. But you know, I'm just saying, it's just funny how that how it becomes like that. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, yeah, I, you know, they are going to be very angry. That, you know, the, that what the Niners need to do to counteract that. Is to uh, is to show how angry that these Panthers are, disrespect <laughs> that they're uh, perceived disrespect, and then they need to be disrespected at their perceived disrespect. You know, what I was thinking, I was thinking Jim Harbaugh should bet uh, ten million dollars on the Panthers to move the line over to the Panthers side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just try to move that money line. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, move, move the line back to uh, the Panthers for that. Uh, then he's like, "Oh, look at this! People think the Panthers are going to win now or, or cover now." <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, that'd be very, uh, very cunning move by a coach. I just made that in the ESPN headline. <laughs> or maybe not him. That. Ten million, but like he'll raise money for some billionaire to 
fund a hundred million dollars for to move some lines around or something. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, the Silicon Valley billionaire. <laughs> no, Jim Harbaugh thinks outside the box. You know, he's got to got to do some some stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, find a way to motivate this team. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, that's the playoff weekend. Um, any last words about the playoffs? Uh, no, I look forward to watching them. I hope I get time to watch all the games. You know, it's kind of tough sometimes because they're so long, but you got things to do. But, you know, I hope, hopefully I can watch as much as I can. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Um, I don't think I'll watch the Broncos game, but uh, I'll, I'll try to watch the rest of them. <laughs> all right. Uh, you got anything to plug, son? Uh, no, I don't. I got nothing. All right. Well, uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, you know, have fun watching the NFL playoffs, and have a great day. See you later. Mm-hmm.